With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Check it out. One, two, one, two. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Here we go, here we go, here we go, everybody. Happy midweek. What's happening, everyone? This is Jason Jones of The Athletic. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast. This is part of the Basketball Podcast Network. This is where I talk about the Sacramento Kings, a little here and there, talk a little hip-hop, NBA, whatever I feel like talking about. Y'all know what it is. No need to drag out the intro there's not a whole lot to get into at this point. Well, I guess there is some stuff to get into, but without further ado, as they say on the television, let's go ahead and get to rapping about what's going on with the Kings. And as I record this, the Kings are coming off of a, a couple of wins, uh, including one at uh, OKC, but a couple of wins at OKC, but... Let me go ahead and how about I get a little organized and go back to my notes. Uh, moving compu- moving windows around on my screen got lost, but got someone I want to talk about uh, for this episode. Someone who I've come to know and like and really appreciate off the court, you know, just for conversations, observations and whatnot. And that would be Harrison Barnes. And... No, Harrison took, has taken his share of grief before this season. Shoot, probably taking some still, but hell, it is what it is. Uh, I think Harrison is one of the classiest, nicest, smartest guys I've ever been around in the NBA. Very thoughtful, very insightful. You know, you know, one of those uh, kind of old school in the sense that he's a sharp dresser on game day a lot of times. You know, if you're going to see somebody in the suit in the locker room. You know, with the, I ain't going to say Stacey Adams, that's what his broke folks wear, but, you know, nice dress shoes, all that. Harrison got you covered with that great community man, real deep thinker. But let me stop with the uh, Harrison Barnes praise fest and let's kind of get to the point. Uh, He really is important to what the Kings are doing this season, especially with this postseason time approaches. You know, I call him Mr. Play the Right Way sometimes. He doesn't usually try to do too much. You know, he's pretty, you know, he, he can be pretty subtle on and off the court. But, you know, in that game against the Thunder, Barnes had, he had 29 points and 9 rebounds in the 123-117 win at Oklahoma City. 
your guy De'Aaron Fox missed the game after uh, with a wrist injury. Had an MRI, showed no major damage or anything of that sort. You no, know, as they say, structural damage is the key phrase that I have to throw out there. No structural damage, and the chance he could be able he could be back on the court by the by the end of the week. You know, so without De'Aaron available, Harrison stepped up, provided some big scoring punch. And that's what the Kings needed from him. But when I look at the big picture with uh, Harrison, this is the season, the kind of season that he was brought to Sacramento for when Lade Divots traded for him in February of 2019. This is what he was here for. He was supposed to come and bring in some playoff experience, be a veteran leader, provide some insight as a championship-level player, all those good things. <laughs> but here's the whole thing with that. How do you how, why how and why do you bring those type of traits to a team that's not ready to make the playoffs? Shoot, the Kings couldn't even get closer, couldn't get above 500. So all that perspective and insight and all that stuff was kind of being wasted. Not that it didn't matter in the locker room, not that he wasn't providing insight, but you want all that to also equate to Hey, he's helping us win a playoff game or playoff games. That wasn't happening. It just wasn't happening. <laughs> you know, the Kings just kept piling up the losses, piling up the losses. You know, and then to me what that did to Harrison was it put sometimes unfair and unrealistic expectations on what he was supposed to be doing for the team. It was all about why isn't Harrison doing more? Why isn't he doing more? And it's to, it, to me, it was more kind of a it reminded me of a more of a pecking order type situation where if you're counting on Harrison Barnes to be, say, average 24 a night, that probably says more about the, the rest of the team you don't have than it does about Harrison. Because at no point has Harrison Barnes been that dude where you're going to get 25 a night. You know, Barnes is supposed to, you know, but, you know, in a imperfect world, which the Kings world has been for a, most of Harrison's time, he's supposed to be a big time scorer, be the team's best perimeter de- defender, be a leader. Just kind of, you know, be everything, tape ankles, whatever you needed, Harris supposed to be able to bring it to you. But that wasn't going to happen. That's just not who Harrison is as a player. He can He can do it for stretches, but overall, you're looking at a guy who's never averaged you know more than 20 points a game for an entire season so this he was just not going to suddenly become tracy mcgrady out of the blue but uh, so as people kind of just time you know whether it be media fans kind of just shitted on harrison's game and whatnot and what he brought it just seemed like what type of things you go to a harrison barnes to have on your team just weren't going to be very valued in sacramento that's why it always made sense to me that his name came up in trade rumors every year trade rumors with Harrison because what Harrison was bringing to the table essentially you know metaphorically speaking wasn't being eaten well and probably was best served you know at the table of a better team you know because Harrison simply is a side now he's not peas he's not you know some nasty side he's macaroni and cheese you know it's a side dish but sometimes macaroni and cheese when it's made right it can be all you need. And 
That's what Barnes was against Oklahoma City without De'Aaron. He went from side dish to main dish, filled in well, helped in. Like I said, chipped in 29 points. You know, did the damn thing for the Kings. And that's where, he, you know, when you put someone like Harrison on a good team, that's what he can, he can be for a good team. Now, if you needed Harrison to get 29 a night every night, you might be in trouble. But the Kings don't need 29 a night or 25 a night from Harrison. But on situations like Oklahoma City, it's good to know for them that if they need it, you know, he, you know, he can get there. You look at the season, Harrison's averaging 15 points. Actually, a little bit down from his, you know, the last couple of years where he's been above 16. His three-point shooting is about 37.8%. It's only a tad down from the last couple of years where he's a little bit above 39%. But when the Kings, the Kings have a much better team than they've had. So those numbers aren't alarming in any sense to me just because, well, hell, the team's better. They're 11 games above 500 for, for crying out loud. Who's going to complain about that? So, like this one, uh, as you get down the stretch of the season, I think it's always going to be important to look out for a guy like Harrison. I think he's going to be very important as this team begins to prepare for the playoffs. Just because if anyone should not be rattled by the moment, it should be Harrison. Harrison's played in a game seven of the NBA Finals. You know, the Warriors lost that game, and I still believe he gets unfairly blamed for the Warriors not winning in 2016. It's kind of similar to what I was about the King situation. If you're blaming Harrison, that means other guys who were far more important in the pecking order didn't do their jobs. But if anyone shouldn't be rattled, it should be Harrison, even though it's been a while since he's been to, he hasn't been to the playoffs since he's been a Warrior. And it's, he hasn't been a Warrior in quite some time. So... Man, it's been almost, what, seven years? Yeah, it's been a minute. It just feels like Harrison's, like, no wonder it feels like Harrison is, like, way old. But he's not really all that old. But nothing either here nor there. Before, uh, I want to give Harrison some props, point out that how important he is to this team. But but that being said, I want to touch on one more thing. I kind of hit on this on D-Lo and KC on Tuesday, and I'll say it again. Teams that are behind the Kings in the standings are going to, of course, target the Kings as a playoff opponent. So if you don't like hearing that, just turn off your internet, your TV, and all that, because you're going to hear a lot of that from teams who are trying to jockey for position in the West. I mean, it came up again, and I think it's also because of the team, but when it came up uh, from a Brian Windhorst report, I forgot who was the podcast, where it came from, that... TV that the Lakers would like to get to the sixth spot and play the quote inexperienced Kings in the first round. And of course, you know, the social media and the media and everyone lost their shit because how dare a team that's not even in the top 10 in the West say such a thing, think such a thing. Well, I'll say again, one who in the hell knows who said that? I don't know. So I can't get all emotionally worked up, blah, 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 and all that. It doesn't matter. And secondly, if you're below the Kings in the West, trust me, a lot of teams are thinking the exact same damn thing. If I can, if we can draw Sacramento in the first round, we like our chances to advance. Why? The, the, first, there's the whole idea that 
this team could be so happy just to break their playoff drought. Who knows? Maybe they show up a little differently in the postseason. I ain't predicting that, but it's not a crazy idea to think that maybe they'll just be so hyped <laughs> about getting in that who knows? maybe they won't be as focused or as intense. I don't believe that to be true, but it's not crazy for someone to think that. You know, and secondly, just there's the whole idea of lack of experience. I think the experience, the lack thereof about the postseason is, a bit, is being a bit overstated, though. Sabonis has been to the playoffs before. Kevin Herter's had a deep run in the playoffs. You know, it was in the playoffs the last couple of years in Atlanta. And obviously Harrison Barnes is, you know, he's won a championship. And, you know, there's other guys, you know, so it's not like the Kings have zero playoff experience. And then your head coach, Mike Brown, has won championships in San Antonio and the Warriors is an assistant. I mean, he's been a part of he's with a championship team last year and he's been to the finals as a head coach. So, I mean, I think that the experience bit might be a bit overstated. That being said, teams are still going to want to play the Kings. Know why? When you play defense the way the Kings way the Kings play defense, teams are figuring, hey, we get into the playoffs, game slows down, you know, we'll be in position to make some things happen because they're not going to get stops, and that's going to be that could also aid us as we get into the postseason. It's not crazy thinking, but I I guess I I get it. You don't want to hear the Lakers talking that when they can't even get to five hundred, but just so you know. Don't think Portland hasn't thought about that. Don't think that uh, Minnesota hasn't thought that. Don't think that the Warriors haven't thought if we if we can't get in the top four, we'll be fine at six. Don't think that these other teams aren't thinking that. Don't think New Orleans would not love to somehow get to if they could get the six. They get they could write things and get there. This is just is what it is, you know. But on the bright side, look at it like this: you're not talking about lottery picks. You're not talking about, well, the NCAA tournament's coming up. Maybe we'll see the next Kings first lottery pick in the tournament. That's not coming up. We're talking about playoff matchups. So I say, hey, take it all in stride. Don't trip off of it. It's all good. Don't get mad. Because trust me, if you think <laughs> if you think that that's you know, that one reporter is the only team targeting the Kings, trust me, you're sadly mistaken. Um as as the, the the street prophets would say, or several other teams in the West would say, when it comes to the Kings, we want the smoke. They want to see the Kings, and honestly, I can't blame them. If you got to pick between, say, the Kings and the Suns, you're probably going to pick the Kings. Kings and the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies who seem to rarely, if ever, lose at home, you're going to take the Kings. It just is what it is. So, don't trip, homie. It's all good. Well, I'm going to take a quick break. And then we will be back with a little bit of hip-hop slash blended NBA, you know, uh, talk in a minute. I am Jason Jones. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. Hey, what's good, NBA fans? It's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Cash money, y'all. Cash money. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. You know, you got a lot of games coming up this week. Um, speaking of the Lakers, who have annoyed Kings fans once again, they're not going to have LeBron James for a minute. So maybe you want to talk about, you want to lay a same game parlay on the number of points, rebounds, blocks for Anthony Davis. Maybe you uh, are you enjoyed watching John Morant go off last night. Maybe you want you, you know, so you want to, you know, lay something down on how many points he'll score. You know, if De'Aaron Fox doesn't play in the next game, maybe you want to put something down on how many points Harrison Barnes or even Davion Mitchell scores. There's a whole lot you can do in this in this setup. But here's how you got to what you got to do: take part in that. You got to download the app now and sign up with the code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now let's get back to the show. Alright folks, I'm back. Um, Spent a lot more time than normal talking Kings. And before I get out of here, got a few minutes left for you. Wanted to talk a little, of course, talk some hip hop. And it's going to be hip hop slash basketball in this sense because now if you, I know you all seen the video, Damian Lillard, you know, he didn't play last week against the Kings after the All Star break, giving the day off or the night off, the rest. But if you recall, leading up to that game. One of the stories was how the, the the Blazers were stuck on the runway <laughs> at the airport, and what that led to was, you know, Lillard, you know, dropping a freestyle, getting the recording it, the posting on social media, and everyone's loving it. And if you ch- if you are a subscriber to the Athletic, my guy Jason Quick, who wrote wrote about that moment. Gave you some great insight from people on the plane and, and just kind of how that moment took came and took off. So I won't spoil it for you. I'll let you go ahead and read that. You know, then a couple of days, like said, he didn't play against the Kings. But then, you know, a few days after the freestyle, Dame, you know, casually dropped 71 points on the Rockets. You know, never mind if the Rockets are, you know, they're this season's version of the ultimate slump busters. But yeah, it dropped seventy one, and it again kind of ignited the whole how great of a player Dame is talk. But I don't care about that. Uh, to me, the most important thing Dame did before it happened on the plane with the freestyle because it solidified Dame as the best rapper the NBA has seen. To plain and simple. Now. Y'all know I'm an L.A. dude. You know, I love me some Shaq. You know, Shaq went platinum. You know, 
Shaq got a song with Biggie. Yo, I'm always gonna have love for Shaq. If you remember a few years ago, that was the whole debate with you know with Shaq battle that you know Shaq and Dame going back and forth talking music about musically. But I think Dame is the best rapper to come through the NBA. You know, I think he, you know, you listen to his, listen to his music, which I have done. You know, Dame is clearly a talent; it has musical talent. And yeah, he might be doing it just for fun, but you could tell it's a, it's much more serious than like, hey, it's something I just do for the hell of it. He's definitely serious about the craft. And guess what? He's really good too. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying as the kids would say, no cap. I he's really good, and I enjoy the music that I've heard from him. You know, is he going to win a Grammy or an American Music Award and a BET Award? I doubt it, largely because, well, I don't know if he, he, you know, putting him on that level is one thing. And also, I don't think, in a lot of ways, the music world will ever take an active player seriously musically. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. But, if there's one to take seriously amongst the current players, it's Damian Lillard. And... I just wanted to make sure I put that out there. Like I said, I mean, I'm pretty sure Dame will get player of the week, maybe for that 71, but that ain't what matters. What matters is the culture. It matters is hip-hop, and Dame is hip-hop. So, that being said, I'm going to get up out of here, y'all. Y'all know where to find me on Instagram at LBC, Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones, and at TheAthletic.com. So, thanks for listening. Hope I made your little the time listening you know, worthwhile. If not, hit me up. Tell me what you want to hear to make it more worthwhile. Again, I'm Jason Jones. This is the Rule of the Court podcast, and I am out. <laughs>